You ready? Is that a yes? <laughs> I might keep that part in just because it was funny. <laughs> yes. and welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. My name is Megan Landry and I am here with my best friend Sam. So Sam, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, um, I am Samantha Gaywell. Um, and that's it. That's it! <laughs> and uh, if you guys hear a little jingle jingle, that is the dog, Lily. Um, she is sitting right on my lap, but she may move around quite a bit. So um, Sam, what do you want to shine a light on? Um, I want to shine a light on uh, postpartum depression and a lot on postpartum anxiety. Um, I feel like we do hear more about the depression part, but not the anxiety part. Yeah. yeah. And for you, a lot of it really was anxiety. I mean, I know there was depression yeah. too, but yeah. anxiety can cause depression. So Exactly. Yeah. So did you have anxiety or depression as a kid or growing up at all? Um, I, now when I look back and think about it, I definitely had anxiety. I remember I would feel, obviously we'd feel, you'd feel anxious before a test, but every week as a kid, I would be like, what are the different things that are going to happen this week? What are my worries? I would literally think in my head, what are my worries this week? And I know everyone has worries, but obviously now when I look back, I'm like, I don't, I recognize that as the anxiety. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't realize it at the time. Yeah, I did not realize it. Did your parents time. you think even realize? No, was, absolutely not. Yeah. We've had discussions about that, and they yeah had no idea. I just idea thought you were like that. a nervous kid mm-hmm. and shy, and okay. Yeah, and I remember always being scared that of like someone was going to come into the house and basically murder me, mm-hmm. and. Now, also, looking back, I'm like, those aren't normal thoughts I feel like that a kid has. Right. Like, that's definitely anxiety manifesting yeah. into my, yeah. into those thoughts. Okay. And when you were a kid, did you know that you wanted to be a mom? Or what did you think about motherhood? Yeah, I did. As a kid, I definitely felt like I wanted to be a mom. Um, but you weren't really around little kids I, I was thinking about that no. my driver were like you didn't have little siblings yeah, you you exactly. have cousins but you you weren't really like big into babysitting or anything yeah I babysit a, a tiny bit but then I just stopped doing okay. it um I would say like more and in, in my early teen like 13 14 and yeah. babysitting like cousins right um and then I just kind of stopped babysitting but I wasn't around little kids a lot growing up um other than my cousins right um but yeah I didn't have like a younger sibling so I just like thinking back on my life I feel like I've been babysitting since I was 12 and like pretty consistently so I've been changing diapers and like not that 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 translates into what it's like to be a mom but like I've held so many babies and like fed them and put them to bed and so I had have had at least a little bit of that (laughs) experience yeah and I definitely did not have right. that. That's how my sister uh, yeah. was. She like wouldn't hold babies before she had. Absolutely, her own. she was so scared that me she didn't like drop too. it. Yeah. Me too. And I, that started like that fear started definitely in my twenties. Okay. And even in my twenties, I was like, "Do I want kids? Do I not mm-hmm. want kids?" Like, I think in my twenties is when I kind of was like, "I would be okay if I didn't have kids." Okay. Okay. And were your friends, any of your friends at that time, having kids? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of my really good friends okay. were having kids. Uh, so when you and Eric started dating or kind of got more serious, what kinds of conversations did you guys have about having kids? Um, the conversations that we had were like, do you want to have kids? And Eric was kind of more of the one who was like, yeah, I want to have children. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> But you weren't like, oh my gosh, I've always dreamed of being a mom. I want to have kids. No, yeah, it was no. just like, okay. It wasn't, it w- I very much was like, in my mind, always wanted to be more career focused mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure I was uh, like 100% stable mm-hmm. before I'll have kids, which P.S. now I know that like, it, that's like really hard to be 100% yeah. stable in your yeah. life. You're never going to be 100% ready. Yeah, you're never going to be 100% ready. But, um, 
I felt like um, when we like when me and Eric had those conversations, I was like, yeah, we we can like have a baby. Yeah. Uh, and we both kind of agreed like we wanted one child and maybe two, mm-hmm. but we were kind of both on the same page of just having one. Okay. And at that point, were you did you recognize that you were struggling with anxiety before having Eloise? Yes. Okay. Um, I definitely knew that. I would say in my mid twenties is when my anxiety definitely started coming out more, mm-hmm. um, because of an experience that happened in my life. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of brought it out a lot more. But then I made this decision to move three and a half hours right. away from my parents. Right. And then that brought its own anxieties. So, um, yeah, I definitely recognized, like, I knew I had anxiety, but at the same time, um, I didn't really, I was still in my mind, I was like, you're just a worrier. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really until I feel like conversations about anxiety, just in social media and um, it becoming, like, more talked about. And I was like, oh, this this is those feelings that I have. This is the anxiety. Right. And it is, unfortunately, a little bit of a buzzword, and I feel like people are like, oh, I'm so anxious, but, like, yeah. don't really know what that full-on anxiety feeling Feelings, is yeah. really like, and being kind of trapped in it. Um, so you and Eric, how long were you married before you found out you were pregnant? Um, ba, 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 ba. Sorry, I'm trying to do math. <laughs> I know, I'm not good at it. That's why I asked you, because I was like, I can't do that. In my nine months. We were married nine <laughs> wow, months. Wow, that's pretty fast. Um... And talk me through finding out you were pregnant. Um, so we had been trying. We were trying to get pregnant because um, I always say, like, we found each other, quote, unquote, later in life. We were both 30 when we met. Mm-hmm. And um, so at this point, I was um, I was 33. Mm-hmm. And we, I, in my mind, was like, well, if we want to have, if we end up having two kids, like, I want to have a child sooner than later right and you never know if there's going to be issues or this or Mm -hmm. that so um we were like okay well we'll start trying and see what happens um so when I finally did get pregnant um it was a the morning it was a Saturday morning the night before we had gone to the Lumineers concert (laughs) I don't know why that's important I just you remember it I remember it yeah and um well, I remember the day before I took a pregnancy test. Okay. And it was taking forever to change. And I, or like, I was like, this is taking forever. Like, clearly I'm not pregnant. I just threw it, like, in the trash. The next morning I took a pregnancy test again, um, which I hadn't even missed my period, P.S. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just so anxious about finding out yeah. that I was they taking tests checking. before. Yeah. yeah. And it was positive. And my first reaction was... Uh, honestly, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I feel like that's pretty. Common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, even if you want kids, I still feel like it's, oh, yeah. well, it's here it is. It's still like yeah. a little bit of a shock. Yeah. Um, when you finally see a positive pregnancy test, mm-hmm. um, and I walked out of the bathroom and I woke Eric up and I said, hey. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, really? And I'm like, well, yeah. And then my immediate next thing was, but don't get too excited. You never know what will happen. Mm-hmm. Like you were already thinking the worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was already thinking the worst. You never know what could happen. Like we never, you know, this is so early. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. So, <clears throat> yeah, that was like my next reaction after excitement. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I'm assuming you went to the doctor pretty quickly to. Um. Yeah. You call the doctor and basically yeah. they're like, okay, well, we'll see you in when you're eight weeks. Um. Because. During that time, a lot of people probably don't really find out till they're pregnant till they're like four, or or I would say like five or six weeks. Okay. I found out at three weeks okay. because again I was doing it before my period, missed yeah. period, and then um, yeah we go then you wait till um eight or nine weeks to go to the doctor. Okay. And did your doctor or anybody else talk to you about the risk of postpartum anxiety slash depression? Um. There's definitely, there's, like, discussion pamphlets. I was going to say, you know I feel I'm like saying? it's probably a piece of paper that they're yeah, like, this it's like, yeah, yeah. Here, yeah, here are signs. Like, I remember getting a packet of stuff, and in the packet, it was, like, there was a paper of a woman, and she's, like, 
looking sad. Yeah. And there's like signs and this and that. And I've read it. And um, <clears throat> I knew all of the signs. Yeah. So and did you feel like I could be at risk because I already have anxiety? Or? No, I would say, well, it. no one ever told me like, oh, because you had anxiety yeah. previously, like it could get worse right. once you have a baby. Like nobody had that conversation mm-hmm. with me, but I kind of knew that it could yeah. like in the back of my mind. I felt right. like I knew that that could. Okay. And from my memory, your pregnancy itself was somewhat... I'm not going to say easy because no pregnancy is easy, but like tame, like nothing yeah. crazy happened during your pregnancy. Yeah. I would say like my pregnancy again. Yeah. I wouldn't, no pregnancy is easy, yeah. but I will say that it was, it was good. Like yeah. I would never say that you I had, had a horrible like pregnancy. any, yeah. no, yeah. I wasn't super sick. Right. Yeah. There's some um, people who are like sick every exactly. single day. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't super sick. Um, <clears throat> I got through it. I didn't even have like a ton of pain. A lot of people at the end have a ton of pain. Yeah. Um, I never had a ton of pain. Yeah. Uh, so I felt like the pregnancy was really good. Okay. And then we get to your labor, which was not good. Not good. <laughs> um, so tell, tell us what happened there. You don't yeah. have to go into everything, but. Um, so. You're supposed to go to a Hanson concert. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was supposed to go to a Hanson concert, um, my favorite band, and I had a meet and greet. And that morning I had a doctor's appointment and I went into the doctor's appointment and we did everything. They looked, you know, all that good stuff. And they're like, she's not coming anytime soon. That's literally what they said. And I was like, okay, so should I expect a couple more weeks or like a couple more weeks at least? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. They like the doctor starts to leave. And as she leaves, she looks at the chart and she says, oh, your blood pressure was kind of high this morning. And I'm like, yeah, it was sort of high. So she's like, well, get dressed and I'll check it again. So I get dressed. She checks it again. It's still high, which I'm like, I just did a bunch of movement of putting on clothes. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's high. And so, you're the doctor, which always makes me <clears throat> exactly. like, skyrocket my... Exactly. Yeah. But obviously high blood pressure um, is a, a risk, sign yeah. of like preeclampsia. Yeah. So they take it very seriously. So the doctor tells me, well, just go to the hospital and have them monitor you for a few hours. Like, I'm sure it's fine. They're just going to monitor your blood pressure. I'm like, okay. But in my mind, I'm thinking, no, this is not okay. Like, I immediately actually start crying. Mm -hmm. I, like, start talking to the receptionist because she has to, like, write me out this. And I'm like, I can't go to the hospital. I'm supposed to meet Anson today. (laughs) And so I'm very upset. Um, I get into the car. I'm driving to the hospital. I call my mom. And she's like, you just need to stay calm. Like, your blood pressure is just going to get higher. Well, by the time I got to the hospital, it was, like, skyrocketed. And, um... They try to keep me calm, and I was calmer because I was like, okay, I have to calm down in order to get to go home. And then um, around noon, they said, like, you're not going to be able to leave. You will be staying here, and you will be induced. So that was, like, uh, the first thing. I was first signed in my mind of this is not good. I did not want to be induced Mm -hmm. because I know that the more interventions are, I guess, what they call where they're intervening yeah. on, on your birth, the more likelihood of it being, a, like, not a rougher birth, but... Like, more risk. More risk. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I'm being induced. So they start the induction around 3 o'clock on um, that Friday. And they also tell me, because my blood pressure is so high, that they're going to be putting me on magnesium. I didn't know what that... I didn't know what magnesium was. I had no idea. So they're explaining it to me that I could feel sick. I'm going to feel out of it. All these different things. I'm like, okay. So they started me on the magnesium. Luckily, I did not get sick from the magnesium. But I was very much out of it. Um, So basically, they do all the things, you know, you do during the induction. And nothing's working. Yeah. She's not coming. So you went through all of Saturday. Right. We went through all, uh, yeah, Friday, 3 p.m., yeah. all day Saturday. Yeah. Um, Sunday, obviously, they're coming in, they're talking to me, and as the day just keeps progressing, they're like, nothing's really happening, which, by the way, I'm like, on Pitocin. I'm definitely feeling like things are happening, but they're telling me... <laughs> Not according to the doctors. Yeah, yeah, but they're telling me nothing's happening. 
Um, <clears throat> so then we're, I think that like mid afternoon, they tell me that, um, I'm likely going to have a C-section because I've been on the magnesium too long. Mm-hmm. And the longer on you're, you're on magnesium, it's slowing everything down. So kind of the fact that you're trying to speed things up with an induction, yeah. but at the same time, the magnesium is slowing things down because it's supposed to reduce your risk, risk of a heart attack or a stroke. So they're working against from, each other. Right? Yeah, yeah, from the high blood pressure. Okay. So yeah, they're working against each other. Um, I'm Finally, they say you're going in for a C-section. It wasn't an emergency C-section because they said that Ellie wasn't in distress. I wasn't in distress. They just... I couldn't be on the magnesium any longer. Okay. So, um, at this point, it had been... I had been in labor basically 48 hours. And, um... We go in. We have the C-section. Um, Ellie comes out. No sound. And I guess in my mind like I didn't know that was not normal Mm -hmm. but at the same time I'm like I did but also the magnesium had me so so messed up that I didn't realize and you were probably just like just thank god she's out yeah (laughs) yeah exactly I just didn't even know what was going on so finally it like dawns on me I haven't seen my baby yet and I feel like it's been a couple of minutes I'm like don't they and I we had requested skin to skin and um all these other things and then they come over and they say that Ellie's having trouble breathing. They're we're and they're working on her. And so I'm just laying there, still very confused, not understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then the next moment I know is she she's there and she is breathing. That could have been a minute. That could have been five yeah. minutes. I yeah. have like no sense of time during right. while I was on magnesium. Okay. Um. So then this is the first moment where I was like, okay, I'm a mom. I remember they were like, we have to take her to the NICU because she wasn't breathing yeah. great when she came out. Um, and uh, Eric says, do you want me to stay with you or go with her? Mind you, I'm pretty certain I'm like still open on the table. I'm like, <laughs> go with her. Yeah. And that's when like, I was like, wow, I'm a mom. Yeah. Because... You instantly had that, like, yeah, I instantly don't let her was go. like, yeah. she cannot be alone. Yeah. She is a priority. I am not a priority. Yeah. That's amazing how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just immediate. And it your is. parents were there, right? Yeah. My yeah. parents had came into town. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. As soon as I basically started the induction, um, I called my parents and were like, please come now. Yeah. I am scared to death. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask, kind of going back to your parents, did your mom ever talk about if she experienced some of these symptoms, too? Either before or after um, kids? My mom hasn't. Okay. I was just curious if yeah. there's any kind of hereditary. No, my mom has not. Okay. Um, I think that now, again, that we've had conversations in our lives, though, um, like, my dad does suffer from, like, okay. depression and anxiety. Okay. Um, only now I feel like in our li- older adult lives, though, will we talk about yeah. that. But my mom never had that. She never had postpartum issues. Um she she didn't have any birthing issues yeah. anything well, like that well it could be no. very much that you're getting some of this from your dad yeah um, oh yeah okay so after she was born everything turned out okay you guys got to go home what were those first few days like um the first few days were really really hard um another thing is i we had a lot of trouble breastfeeding yeah and okay. uh so we paid Consult. We had consultants coming into the house to help, and nothing really was working. I didn't understand why. So again, I'm like, okay, well, already the birthing process was not good. Mm-hmm. We're having issues with this breastfeeding. She just won't latch. There's no reason, as all the consultants would say, like, there's no reason why she shouldn't be latching. Mm-hmm. Um, and did that, you feel pressure from either, like, other moms that you know or message boards to be breastfeeding? Like, did you... Or did you put it on yourself, do you feel I like? put it... I definitely put it on myself. Mm-hmm. I knew that... Like, in my mind, I'm like, this is what's going to be best for her. I have yeah. to do this. But also, I felt like I did feel... I, I wouldn't say, like, people put pressure on me to do it. But it's like, I know of so many of my friends who are moms who successfully were breastfeeding yeah so you were kind of comparing yourself yeah and I was comparing myself like what is wrong with me why am I why can't I do this so during this time um she's not latching all of that 
I also feel like a big thing is because I did have a C-section, it was really hard for me to get around. Yeah. You're so, recovering too. Yeah. I, I, I mean, anybody's exactly. recovering after birth, but C-section I know is a whole different Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So I like couldn't sleep sitting, like I couldn't lay down and sleep. Mm-hmm. You had to like keep a pillow over your stomach because yeah. you couldn't laugh too much or you couldn't cry too much or because things can happen. And so you're trying to take care of a baby and you, you have this, you're trying to heal. And so I feel like Eric did so much during like those first few days because mm-hmm. I'm like, please get this and please get that and yeah. please do this and please do that. So yeah, those first few days at home were really challenging. Um, I think in general, like we're all we're all told like you're not gonna sleep and this is yeah. gonna happen and you're gonna this. But once it actually you're living it, you're yeah. like, oh my goodness, you truly are like you're not sleeping. Yeah, and um, I've had so many people tell me, even people who don't have anxiety issues, that like when you get home, you're like, oh my gosh, who gave us a baby? Exactly. <laughs> and why are we in church? Exactly. Like, so I think it's a very common thing to be like, hold on. I don't think this is what is supposed to happen. Yeah, I remember someone like, because, you know, when you have a C-section, they also send you home with pain medication. And I literally told Eric, I was like, I am not, all I'm taking is this Tylenol. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking this stuff. Like, don't even yeah. give that to me. Yeah. Because um, I had s- uh, such a fear, like, that stuff was going to mess me up. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm only taking this Tylenol at mm-hmm. the most. So I was in a lot still in a lot of pain because I was not going to take anything of like the narcotic right because I just didn't even want to deal with I don't think that I would want to either I think well I have an addictive personality I know you do too so I think I would be so afraid that I would somehow get addicted in those that very short time again I anxiety Yeah. yeah that was my thought process even though in the hospital I know they'd given it to me and I'd come home and I was fine and I wasn't like addicted to anything but I was like I am not taking those so I was still in a lot of pain and so how did your like anxiety and depression start to manifest? Like what what kind of was happening that you noticed? Um I noticed that I when I get really really anxious, I would start yelling mm-hmm. at Eric. Like my anger was like going out on him. Yeah, well he's the only person you can yell at. I mean, to be that's honest, besides Lily. Yeah, that, this is true. <laughs> or Ellie, this which you're true. not going to probably yeah, not going to yeah, yell at. Yeah, not going to yell at her. Unfortunately, we take it out on the people closest to us. Yeah, so I it would be like Ellie's crying and I'm doing everything I can and I would set her down and I would go into whatever room Eric's in and I'm like I can't get her to stop crying I don't know what to do I need your help and he's like why are you yelling like those are easily Mm -hmm. something I could have just walked in and been like Eric she won't stop crying can you please help me Mm -hmm. but no it was coming out as anger and yelling at him because I again felt like she was crying and I couldn't meet her need. I mm-hmm. didn't know how to meet her need. And so I was getting so anxious because I felt like I was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's something else I've learned about myself is when I think I'm doing something wrong is when I get super anxious. Yeah. Or I think that I'm like I'm afraid that I'm hurting her. Yeah. Even though, I mean, I just don't know what I'm. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, and you also, I've noticed, I feel like a lot of your anxiety is when things don't go according to plan. And so probably for you, if like one, if she, if she was crying when you didn't think she should be like that probably spiked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, okay, she's eaten and she, we've changed her diaper. We've checked off all the boxes. Yeah, we've checked the boxes. Why is she still upset? That was like really hard for me to understand because I'm like, I'm trying, I'm just trying to do everything right for her. I want to do everything right for her. Okay. So she's over a year now. Yes. <laughs> so is there anything, like, about that year, was it kind of that way the whole year? Like, obviously, every day was not like that, but kind of talk me through, like, what that year was like. Um, As most people say, like, obviously, as the longer you go, the better things get. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you learn her cues, and you learn the things that what really means like when she's hungry when when she changes those things I will say that um there was like a bump in the road with the fact that um she was between three and four months she would not sleep at all Mm -hmm. like she was not sleeping and I'm like what is going on you know everyone around me is like saying 
their baby, like, people's babies are sleeping through the night, and I'm like, why isn't my baby sleeping through the night? I don't understand why she's not sleeping through the night. Am I not feeding her enough? Do we need to feed her more? And we... I noticed we started noticing these rashes and I'm like what are these rashes what why are these happening um and so we took her she had a really bad rash one morning and I was like okay she did not sleep all night she keeps scratching towards her face which babies do that but like this just seemed something seemed off to me so we went to the pediatrician and they're like oh she just has some anxiety or anxiety <laughs> she just has some eczema she just has some eczema um try this lotion this lotion this lotion and that's it i'm like okay so we start trying these lotions and they get worse it like she her rashes started getting worse she's scratching every night i remember i started um keeping track of every single time she woke up during the night um and we like put her to bed at 7 30 and through the night and one night she woke like we got out of bed 12 times wow um and meanwhile i'm at this point back at work and working full time and this is all happening so we're not sleeping again really at all yeah and um i just we couldn't figure out what was wrong with Mm -hmm. her so i started googling which i mean (laughs) Google cannot be your friend, no. which me and Google have had a really rough relationship. Rough relationship, <laughs> yes, because sometimes Google sends me into a tizzy. Mm-hmm. But this time, it like led me to this. A lot of allergies come out as eczema, mm. and I'm like, like food allergies, and I'm like, this is crazy. So I, we go back to the pediatrician, um, and I say, like, I mentioned this. And they totally brush it off. They say, she doesn't have food allergies. She's too young to have food allergies. She's barely even had any solid foods at this point. I basically, we stopped all solid foods. Okay. Um, but I was still pumping, so she was still, like, getting my mm-hmm. milk. Um, and we are just trying to figure, I couldn't figure it out. So, finally, I... I talked to, like, I had called an allergist and, like, made an appointment and said, is there anything I can do in the meantime? And they asked me, like, what I was doing, like, pumping or um, formula. And I said, well, I'm pumping. And they said, try to do an elimination diet. Elimination diet is basically you don't eat anything that has any of the top 13 allergens in, which P.S., is a lot is a lot yeah i mean our like allergens are in everything yeah um so i tried the elimination diet and i had been on it for two weeks and we gave her a bottle of milk that i had pumped and she broke out in hives jeez and again i i'm freaking out and we call the pediatrician and they say okay we'll just stop pumping um, and maybe just start trying to give her like formula because maybe something in your milk is still coming through. And I'm like, okay. So at five months, we stop, I stop, and um, she starts getting formula. It gets a little better, like her rashes get a little better, but not great still. So finally, at six months, she gets allergy tested. We find out she's allergic to milk, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts. Um, so even the formula that I was giving her was still mm-hmm. um, a broken down milk that was, it's called like Elementum. It was supposed to be better, which it is better. And that's why I think she did get did better. better. Yeah. Um, but we had to put her on soy um, formula. And that was, I mean, I, I was totally fine with it. I think that actually pumping was making me more anxious and depressed mm-hmm. um, because of the, just it's really difficult to be a full-time pumper and not be breastfeeding because a lot of people in the night they if she wakes up that she could just feed yeah um i would have to wake up on schedule to pump and then if she woke up in the middle of the night at a different time to get a bottle Mm -hmm. so i mean i could still be waking up um like three to five times in a night depending on how a night goes right 
So I feel like the allergies just pushed my anxieties even higher because I was like, again, I was trying to do the best thing for her and I thought that pumping was the best thing mm-hmm. for her and it ended up not being yeah. the best thing for her because her allergens were still coming through the milk and she was still... I didn't, I didn't realize that she had these milk allergies. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness, the first six of this six months of this poor baby's life, I've been giving her something she's allergic to and I didn't know it. So it was like a lot of mom guilt. Yeah. A lot of anxiety like, about that. Yeah, putting yourself down for mm-hmm. not, yeah. Exactly. Even though you had Feeling no control like, over it. Yeah, I, I had, uh, yeah, exactly. And how, it's like, how do you even know these things? Yeah. That's one thing also I feel like no one tells you those sorts of things either. Right, right. Yeah, and so. you went through, like, you read books, and I feel like you you were, like, on message boards, and you guys went to, like, the pre-parenting class. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's still not yeah, discussed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think allergens, just in general, are not discussed. They're discussed a whole lot more, and there's so many more options yeah. now in life, yeah. like, which I'm so thankful for. Mm-hmm. But um, I never had a thought in my mind, like, oh, your baby might have allergies. Yeah. That was, didn't even cross my mind when I was pregnant. Right, right. So it sounds like you were also exhausted, which Absolutely. probably plays which into 100%. the anxiety and makes it worse. Makes, yeah, the depression, like that's where I think like the, the depression side was, as yeah. I was so exhausted that, you just that I was just depressed. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, I'm not, I felt like I wasn't being, uh, doing a good job as a mom because of all those different factors like mm-hmm. I was trying to pump for her it didn't happen we t- or we tried to breastfeed it didn't happen I tried to pump for her it, she ended up being allergic to it even with my elimination diet it wasn't working um so then I had to put her on soy and then you know people are very um judgy. people are very <laughs> judgy and people it's amazing what people will say yeah everybody has an opinion everyone does yeah and, um, I've had people say, like, don't you know how bad it is to give a girl soy? Or, oh, my gosh. Um, because of, you know, the hormonal thing with soy. But um, I would always say, like, yes, but this is what's best for my child yeah. because she cannot have I don't milk. have another option for her. So, so she has to drink the soy. Uh, did you confide in anybody about how you were feeling? Yeah, I think I definitely had conversations with people. Um, I would say, like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling. And... I would have a lot of really good friends around me who t- would say, like, to go Sam, get help, yeah. Yeah, that maybe you need some help. I, I mean, that might be to you. Um, and um, were you telling your OBGYN, like, anybody? That is an interesting one. So I would, whenever you, okay, so you have one, six, one appointment, one appointment six weeks after you give birth yeah. with your OBGYN. And I went in, and I was having a good day that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember, so like, like... well, I, I guess I'm fine me, then. I don't me, need to tell her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Ellie had a great night yeah. before. We had a great morning. Um, um, so when we went in for her appointment, or my appointment, and they're like, oh, you're healing, you look great. Like, the, I remember they made a comment like, oh, you've lost all your baby weight, which I had because of pumping. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... I was like, yeah, this has been a really great day. So when they're talking about, when she's asking me, like, how are you feeling? Any postpartum? I'm like, fine. I'm great. I'm fine. I feel good. Yeah. Um, Because that's the thing about anxiety, just in general, I feel like, it it lies to you in the sense that you, if you have one good day, you think you've erased it all in your mind until Mm -hmm. it pops up on you. Yeah. So, um. The other weird thing is uh, every appointment Ellie has, you have to fill out a sheet at her pediatrician about how I'm feeling. So it's like they want to make sure. So, and she had monthly appointments um, for the first six weeks, or for the first six weeks, for the first six months of her life. So Mm -hmm. you're filling out these sheets, and I remember one time I was real honest on it, and the nurse said to me, like, oh, you scored pretty high on this. You should call your... uh, OBGYN and let her know. I was like, yep. I was hoping that, like, yeah, you scored really high on this. Like, like can, here's how we what, can help you. How, yeah. yeah, exactly. You should call your OBGYN. And I was like, well, I was honest, and they, like, nobody yeah. helped me. And I know that I should have just been an adult and said, like, I need help. Yeah. But there was so much going on, I feel like, at that time because 
Also, Eric has Eric, health issues. Yeah, yeah, my husband suffers from uh, epilepsy, and he had had a seizure, and so he wasn't able to drive during this time as well. So, <clears throat> I just felt like I had so much on my mind, I didn't have time to care about mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that's the big thing that I wanted to get into, is that I know that's one of the things you kept saying, is like, well, when am I... When am I going to do it? I don't have the time. And I think we need to stress to people to find the time. Exactly. Um, and I totally get it. I think if I was in your case in that situation, I may not have called either because it's like, well, if you don't want to help me, then I'm not going to help myself almost a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think your OBGYN would have helped you if you had called. But Absolutely. it's so hard in that moment to be like, now I have to call this other person. Like, I was hoping that you would be my answer right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Did you I... join any like support groups or mom groups or anything that were helpful? So, our hospital offered a group um, that they were like, okay, in a few months, um, you'll get a call, and it'll be like moms and dads and the babies, like, you all get to come to this group, and um, during this time, um, you can, like, all, it's like every Thursday, blah, 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 yeah, the social thing. And immediately, as soon as I heard that, I was like, yes, I definitely want to do this. Um, So when that happened, we joined that. Also, um, my friend Sarah, um, who is like my husband's best friend's wife, she, we and her were talking one day and she was like, oh, we were talking about this place called Honey in Ferndale. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've seen all this stuff about Honey and I would love to go there, but... I have an introverted, yeah, I have an introverted personality in general, and I was like, um, I would really like to go there, and she's like, well, I'll go if you go, Yeah. and she had gone before, Okay. and she's like, so I'll I'll go again, and I was like, very thankful for that, and so that kind of got my foot in the door at at Honey, um, she, like, that was, we went to that first group, and the group was like, ten girl, or ten women, and we would all, um, there was a leader and she would be like here's the topic and the topic wasn't always about your baby like mm-hmm. maybe it was your about your relationship yeah or maybe it was about like something in your career okay. or um yeah so, I really like what honey does I've kind of seen some of their things I mean they have like writing workshops and like exactly. art therapy and all kinds of yeah stuff so okay. that and so that was really helpful I went to honey um every Thursday for like four months wow. I would say um it was really, really helpful, I think, in helping me identify and that I did have anxiety, but they also, it made me feel like, oh, other people do feel this. And mm-hmm. even though, here's the crazy thing, it's like, I read all the books, I knew the signs, Eric knew the signs, mm-hmm. like, we both knew the signs, but in those moments when those things are actually happening, yeah, when you matter. have the depression, when you have yeah. the anxiety, it doesn't matter because you... It's not like you miss them, but I think that you just toss them aside yeah. because you're, I'm like, my baby's more important. Yeah. Like, I just need to make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a very, like you said, it lies to you. And I think sometimes one of the, some of those lies are like, you're not worth it or like, you don't deserve the help. Like, it tells you those things. And so you just get stuck Absolutely. in this like bubble. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think also during this time, like, I've just felt so alone. Yeah. I remember um, when I was on maternity leave that um my neighbor tina came over and me and tina had never even really talked before other than like a hi hi you know as we were leaving and she had brought over some um treats for lily uh, our dog Mm -hmm. and she was like oh you had a baby and i was like yeah and but i remember thinking like oh my gosh a person a person's coming to my house like i was so thankful that someone was coming over to my house right even though she didn't even know that I would be thankful for that because like you're my, home all day every day I'm yeah you're leave. home all day every day by yourself it was like during winter I had like anxiety about taking Eloise outside in the winter time and something mm-hmm. happening with the car um and obviously like being three and a half hours away from my family yeah they tried to come as much as they could but also during this time my mom was diagnosed with um her autoimmune disease so she was dealing with her health issues yeah, I think that's an important thing to note that um, besides me and I was dealing with yeah <laughs> enough, exactly, enough exactly, stuff like that exactly. at the exact same time last year. Um, you don't, you guys really don't have a ton of people around. Yeah. His parents are not here. Your parents are not here. 
your other like best friends are on the other side of the state. I mean, your work friends are here, but mm-hmm. you guys don't have a ton of people that are like ready to come in when yeah, you need them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, my like my friend Heather, who's like I met from work. She was like super helpful. Also, like whenever I would basically have a freak out, I would call her. Yeah. And she would be like, "This is like you," because she has two little girls. Yeah. So she, yeah. 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 I mean, I still do it. I, I yeah. still say like you probably will until, because they're they're always going to be a step ahead. <laughs> exactly. So you're like, Wait a minute. <laughs> like now that she's okay? twelve, is, is this something this that okay? happens? Yeah. Um, because I definitely have my most like anxiety moments is when something like happens to Eloise. Yeah. Like if she hits her head or she falls or. Um, she scratches her arm mm-hmm. or some anything that has happened to her. Okay. Um, when those things happen is when I have, like, my freakouts. Like, she fell and hit her head on a corner. And, of course, in my mind, I'm like, we need to take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I always want to take her to the hospital. Yeah. That's always my first instinct. We have to take her to the hospital. Yeah. She hurt herself. Um, and a lot of times, like, Heather is able to say, like, Sam. Yeah. Like, look for these signs, da-da-da-da-da, if that, if she's fine, like, she's gonna be okay, like, you can calm down. Yeah, so when you say freak out, you mean just, like, oh my gosh, the worst is happening? The worst possible thing Does it come out as anger still? Yes, not, again, to Eric. Yeah. Because I'll always be like, Eric, this, she fell, how how could you, like, if he was in the room, and how could you let her fall? Which, I mean, she's hit her head when I'm in the room, like, Mm -hmm. so the fact that it comes out, it just comes out in anger yeah. and then he feels like that he has to calm me down and then well obviously he's calming down Ellie at the same time time but he's like trying to calm down Ellie or trying to help Ellie yeah. and he's like Sam you need to like get it together because we need to help Ellie mm-hmm. um and you and, don't you don't have to answer this if you want to but what yeah. has Eric said about your anxiety like did he try to get you to get help we have had so many conversations where I'm like, I've literally said, like, I need to do something about this. I need to talk to someone about this. And he was like, I agree. Like, you, I can see that you have this. I know that you need to do that. But then again, yeah, things happen. It falls to the wayside. You have, like, a good day, whatever. So right. I just had kept pushing and pushing and pushing it away. Yeah. You're a little bit stubborn, too. I think, I think it's okay <laughs> to say that. <laughs> this uh, is true. So I think part of it is, like, I don't need it, but I, I do think most of it was that you felt like you didn't have the time or, like, that you were prioritizing Eric and Eloise because they were Above both, me because yes. they had, yeah. I felt like they had bigger health issues, like, Eloise's eczema. Physical and health, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, Eric's um, epilepsy. Yeah. So I felt like they exactly... Okay, what do you feel like would have helped you during that time that maybe you didn't have or didn't know that you had, if that makes sense? I know this is probably one thing I feel like, I don't know if, it's literal help, and I know that sounds weird, but people would always offer help, like, oh, what can I do to help you, or, um, like, I wish I could help, like, again. but they don't give you something real <laughs> exactly which you understand 100 yes. yes. percent. like so i know you, you don't know what yeah. to ask for exactly yeah. what i would like what i always think is like what i need is like someone to come over so i can go sleep for two hours yeah. what i need is like sleep yeah um but again not having any family and mm-hmm. um having like only a few close friends here yeah and like you said you i, I like you had other stuff yeah. going on and i totally understand that yeah so i i never thought like that yeah but I always was like what I need is someone to just come over and hang out with us what I need is people right because I felt so alone yeah did you feel like you were living in Groundhog's Day kind of like oh my goodness oh during maternity leave (laughs) yes (laughs) I think that when like I felt excited to go back to work I Mm -hmm. felt sad to leave Ellie and I remember that first week was so so hard um because you're like leaving your little sorry that's okay <laughs> you're leaving your like three month baby with essentially strangers yeah because we again don't have family here so um but i think for you went to and daycare. this is just my opinion going back to work was the right <laughs> i think everybody's different oh, like some absolutely. people can stay home some people can stay home but for you people, i think you needed to be around exactly i exactly i needed to go back to work yeah, yeah. yeah. um what do you want others to understand about all this um, I think that the biggest thing is uh, it's okay to get help too. As much as I pushed and felt like I'll get better, I don't need to physically go get help. Like mm-hmm. I can 
battle this by myself and on my own and in my head. Um, and it's like you um, you can't. Like mm-hmm. some people can. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't. But it's okay to get help. It's okay to like throw the flag up and say yeah. like, okay guys, like I really do need to talk to someone. I really do need like to figure out a medicine plan mm-hmm. or one of those one or both of those things right um okay i think that as much as it's coming out more and more that it's okay and um i still think that it is still kind of an underlying thing of it's not that it's not okay but it's like oh you don't feel 100 percent joyous that you had a baby and yeah. you don't feel 100 percent joyous to take care of this child like don't get me wrong ellie is like absolutely the best thing oh, that yeah. has happened in my yeah. life like yeah. she is I think anybody who will see yes, with her she's knows the biggest that. Yeah. sweetheart oh my gosh she is the sweetest girl um but it's okay to not feel a hundred percent like being a mom every single day yeah it's okay to have those feelings I mean I'm still gonna be a mom regardless right but. <laughs> yeah um okay so where are you now you mentioned when we were just chatting before that you are getting help which i think is yeah. super important to share so yeah. you don't have to give all the details but yeah so i started seeing a therapist um and i think that the therapist has really just been able to already um help connect mm-hmm. the fact that like i didn't even realize this but she said that my birth like well not my birth but (laughs) ellie's birth the birth of ellie um was a traumatic experience to me that's a trauma yeah and she said that that could be why i associate like like whenever ellie has a trauma like not Mm -hmm. a trauma but or an accident or falls or hits her head or um skins her knee or you know any of the many things that will happen with babies that's why I might have so much anxiety about her being hurt is mm-hmm. because I relate it back to that. I'm so afraid for her to get hurt. Yeah. I don't want her to get hurt. So, um, I just, I didn't even realize that. So, I think that making that step, taking that step, going to talk to someone, making a, yourself a priority. I know everyone's like self-care, self-care, but... <laughs> Which is like face masks on Instagram most right. of the time. <laughs> exactly. It's like when in actuality, like what I needed for self-care was to go talk to someone. Yeah. And for someone to help connect these dots, for someone to be like, this is probably why you feel like this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. And to help me give me coping mechanisms. Yes. To I help give so me... Exactly. Like 100%. So that when, when it happens, Ellie does fall on skin or knee because I mean, more is gonna, ha- more things are gonna happen. Yeah, um, I'll be able to cope with it better. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm gonna do a whole episode on like how to find a therapist because I feel yeah. like so many people don't even know which where to go. So I, yeah. you don't have to say who your therapist is, but how did you go about finding finding one? them? Um, I talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so you, it took you a while to it get took me to an the point. extremely long time over so, a year. Yeah, I mean, well, you've been dealing with anxiety for longer than a year, but since Ellie, over since a year. Ellie, yeah. over a year, year, yeah. So, um, I also remember so on Ellie's first birthday, um, that night, my friends Liz and Brett were in town, yeah, and my parents were in town too, and they were staying the night. And for some reason, Ellie just like was very upset crying all night she's probably she's, cranky from all the yeah, excitement yeah I, and I kept thinking oh my goodness it must have been the donuts I fed her it's the donuts I fed her so I was having like a full on freak out mm. and um later like the next day or a couple days later Liz and I were talking and she's like yeah I, I like she saw yeah what yeah. had been going on and she also suggested so it was like so many people around me were like, you really need, like, I think that it would be helpful for you to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, what I ended up doing is, like, I talked to you mm-hmm. and you had recommended someone. Yeah. And I basically looked up to see um, where it would be easiest and, like, near my work would be easiest. So um, I found someone near my work and um, started going. Go ahead. That's, that is so important to share. I think 
people who listen to this whole episode will hear in the beginning how how kind not resistant but like that you weren't doing it and now you yeah. are so I yeah think absolutely super important to share that i would say that i would <laughs> always whenever i have conversations like you should go see it there versus i'm like yeah i know I you should. always said yeah i know i always say <laughs> like, yeah i know but yeah. then i wouldn't do it yeah i would just like there would always be something probably my fear yeah i like my biggest it fear. is scary to go to somebody you don't know to be like here's everything but it's also almost comforting to be like this person doesn't know anything they're not ju- coming in exactly. and judging me yeah yeah and the fact that like she was just so she was able to always already like re- things that i never even realized mm-hmm. I would, like when she was like yeah that that's considered a trauma and i'm like it is yeah i'm right. like i just i thought it was a bad like a bad experience a rough labor but, yeah yeah rough <laughs> yeah. labor but I, it's just amazing to me that they can identify things and it mm-hmm. helps me identify things yeah so are you on medication um not right now okay. so um I th- my therapist and i what we had talked about is that like we just want to see if i can get better with these coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and if i still really feel like i'm not getting better yeah then we, we're yeah. gonna work on like a medication okay um plan but now say there's nothing wrong with that no. like literally no. i walked in like ready to be like, like give me the medicine, the medicine? <laughs> yeah. i need the medicine like i already know i need the medicine yeah have um, you already noticed a difference since going to therapy yes so okay. the last thing that happened with eloise is i literally started to freak out when something happened and um eric said don't freak out right now and i said you're right oh i'm glad you said that because sometimes i'm like what do you mean don't freak out eric was like don't freak out right now we have to stay calm and i was like you're right and i stayed calm mm-hmm. and i was like i can't believe i actually did that yeah it's a huge calm. accomplishment yeah yeah during something um have you what? practiced any like breathing? I know that sounds really woo wee, but it just it does help. It re- I think. No, it, yeah. d- it really does help. And I know this also sounds crazy, but like the ten, like counting down ten, yeah. nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Because a lot of times, well, I mean, she's a toddler now. She cries for yeah any random reason. And she'll grab anything she sees. And, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm just like, I'm always worried that she's crying because. She, she's upset or I've upset her yeah. or she's gotten hurt or something like that. So what I've had to realize is like, she, she's just going to cry sometimes yeah. because she's a toddler and yeah. she's mad because she wanted to turn baby shark off <laughs> yeah, turn baby yeah. Shark off or whatever. Yeah. And until she could like speak in full sentences and tell you what she wants, that's just how she's going to communicate. Yeah. And yeah. she's, I mean, even when she can speak in full sentences, I'm sure she's going to still have two oh, yeah. tantrums, but oh, yeah. I just have to like, be calm because also babies feed off of your Mm -hmm. how you feel so yeah okay so we named a couple resources obviously therapy and then honey which for people in metro detroit area it's an amazing resource but are there any other resources that you have found helpful um obviously like i was on some message boards just in general just talking about um things on um oh my goodness i can't remember that's all right okay yeah. <laughs> i mean message boards i think can be helpful or hurtful so i think just be careful that is a hundred percent true because um <clears throat> the thing is i might i have not talked a ton on them but i read a lot on them yeah does that make sense yeah so i would just like read about other people how they felt or i i think just reading following a lot of social media moms and stuff like that which is good and bad again mm-hmm. because you don't want to compare yourself and right but I'm also is like, okay, I'm not alone. So, But yeah, yeah, and you also feel like, oh, I'm not alone. They still feel like this. And I know this also sounds crazy, but I listened to like 955, Mojo in the Morning, and Shannon talked about how she was feeling. Um, and I was like, okay, Shannon, who literally looks like she has the most perfect life mm-hmm. on social media. Social yeah. media. But she's like, she's like, I'm not perfect. Like, these are things that things. And things I'm feeling and she talked about how she was having depression issues and I'm like no matter how great something looks like you never know yeah even I, even I do that like on my Facebook you will never see you won't see a post yeah, of no. me being like today was a really hard day with Ellie and mm-hmm. but I'll share every single cute picture of her. <laughs> well every picture's cute but you know what I mean yeah no I do that's come up actually a lot in interviews is social media and how very masked and very like the highlight reel of yeah the good stuff and nobody not many people share yeah the, yeah it's it's because I don't, I don't know 
know it's I it's hard for me to share that stuff just to a mass audience yeah because you don't know who's reading it I get it exactly I feel I wish I was more brave to do it so I remember on Eloise's first birthday the eve of her first birthday I finally like wrote a post about how I had been suffering Mm -hmm. from depression and anxiety and if you didn't really really know me you might have not known that no I don't think you would have yeah I think just by looking, like you said, looking at your social media, I don't think people would we have, have known a clue. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, is there anything else you want to share before we get to the last two questions? Was a little bit more fun questions, so we kind of get away from the the, the, the deep stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would just share that a a happy mom, a healthy mom, a mom who is taking care of herself is going to take care of her baby better. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be the best mom that I could be and um, I I wish I would have got help sooner. I wish I would have, I, I did recognize it, but I wish I would have just gotten help sooner because I feel like if you're taking care of yourself, you can take care of your baby better. Yeah. And all I've ever wanted... Um, is to take like take the best care of her that I can and yeah yeah no I think that's (laughs) super important I think it's a it's a cliche almost thing to say of like you can't take care of other people unless you're taking care of yourself but it's very very true because if you're feeling your worst you're not going to give your best to somebody else. else exactly and so yeah and you just said um, that you wish you were brave, and I think you're pretty brave for getting help because I know it took a while and I know it took courage, but it, it is something that is worth doing. So that is the message yeah. that I always want to drive home to people listening is to go get the help that they need. Um, okay, the last two questions. One is to build someone up. So my dad always used to say, build each other up, don't tear each other down. And so I have everybody tell me somebody or like a group of people that they want to build up be somebody who's helped you or somebody you know is struggling would build up my husband because I think a lot of times we um I have heard from like other moms they'll be like oh my husband won't do this or my husband won't do that and it's kind of like Eric makes dinner every night Mm -hmm. Eric takes care like well of course he takes care of Eloise (laughs) it's his daughter but like if I want to go out with some mom friends I'll say like, hey, we I met my mom friends want to go out tonight or tomorrow night, whatever. Are, are you fine with like doing bedtime? And he's like, yeah, that's fine, of course. Um, Eric has never said like no to me being able to get my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like, yeah, I would definitely build it. Is, is that like cliche? No, not at all. <laughs> Everybody's given like a very different answer, which because, I really like about yeah, that. He, he's just, he's been a great dad he is a great dad while struggling with his own well yeah exactly. like pretty severe health issues, issues. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly um and i mean that's yeah and he just um he is very he's just a really good dad with to her yeah and he's very patient yes yeah the, patient with her patient with me <laughs> when i have my freak out yeah he's like very calm very I mean, calm. I know he probably has anxiety issues. I think everybody yeah. has a little bit of it. Exactly. For the most part, he's pretty calm. Yeah. I think that he knows how to stay calm in those panic moments. Yeah. And I know that it sounds like... Don't you sometimes look at them and they're like, how do you do that? Because Tom is the most laid back person that I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, do you ever worry? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, well, exactly. Or like, he go, he falls asleep right away. And sometimes I'm like, you, you don't lay there and think about everything that's <laughs> ever happening. Uh, whenever he's already asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, um, hello, how are yeah. you asleep already? I have about a list of mile long still. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to build up Eric. And Lily. (laughs) Let's build up Lil. And then the last thing is to give a fun recommendation. So it can be a song, even a restaurant, uh, a podcast. A lot of people would name other podcasts, a book. Something Um, fun that you enjoy. Something fun that I enjoy. Um, I will say Hanson. That's good. Can we talk about Hanson? (laughs) You sure can. Um, I would definitely recommend Hanson. As you probably are like, who, Hanson? Yeah. Um, are you talking no, about? No, they know that they it's know. <laughs> But that's probably yes. all most All you know, know is Umbop, and you should know more. Um, <laughs> they are, like, obviously they've been a band for, like, 20, 
22 years? Is wow. this year? 22 years, yeah. Um, and they're still making music. They're still touring. They're still doing great things. Um, look them up on Spotify. They're amazing. And Taylor said he wants to meet Eloise one day. Yes. And said... Because she really was... Oh, well, you interviewed them. Yeah. 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 I forgot that that happened after, but you really were, like, on your way to a concert when... I really was, yeah. Everything happened with Eloise. So, they're a great band. They're great guys. Yeah. I I second that. (laughs) They are fun, and I truly didn't know anything about them either until I met Sam in college. Oh, we forgot to say how we met. Darn it. (laughs) Um, so I met Sam in college and we were in the same sorority and she joined a little bit later, but you were older than me, but you had transferred to Western. Yeah. Yep. And I remember that was like your fact was that you loved Hanson and the whole group just kind of like turned like, like, okay, cool. They're like, this girl's weird. (laughs) And yeah. And you and I became very close and I went to a concert and they are very good. And I hate when people are like aren't they like 12 i'm like do you know how time works like, <laughs> like we grew up so did like, they um aging did you age yeah they yeah. aged as well yeah. and they aged very well yeah <laughs> and they all have kids now lots of, yeah taylor has like six kids i know that was one of the questions i asked them when i interviewed them was like what are advice you yeah. would give um and it, it, i found it very interesting yeah they probably have a totally different perspective exactly they Being all like, like 10 kids <laughs> they have several kids and yeah and they are like live on the road and yeah yep okay well i think that's it unless there's anything else that you want to say so thank you very much excuse me lily